You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today we have a content generation queen, and she is going to tell us everything we need to know about content generation, how to get our content out there, and how to reach influencers to help us out to share our content. Her name is Shayla Price, and she lives at the intersection of digital marketing, the law, and social responsibility. This girl writes for every awesome online publication, including Social Media Examiner, Entrepreneur.com, Huffington Post, Kissmetrics, and so many more. If you Google her name, you will see her name listed on all of the most notable online marketing um, online uh, websites. So she is definitely a content generator, and she's going to give us all of our secrets today. Welcome to the show, Shayla. Thank you for having me. Yeah, did I admit, is there anything in your bio that you wanted to add? You want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into the world of content marketing? I'm very simple. I create and promote content. So I try to produce the, the best quality content for my clients as well as get their name out so that their audience is really uh, reading the content that they're producing. That's awesome. Okay, well, let's take, let's take that apart. First and foremost, does that mean, like, um, you're passionate about writing? Would you consider yourself an excellent writer? Is that, like, step one of, to this content thing? Of, of course. Well, step one would be research. Uh, we sometimes forget that. It's all about what your audience wants, so you have to dig deep and ask them uh, questions, uh, learn about their habits, and really just start finding out what they like and dislike so that you're writing something that they want to read. And how do you how do you suppose we go about doing that? What about for somebody who doesn't have that big of an audience so we can't like send a survey or something like what what's your recommendation on how I find out what they want? Oh, uh, you can start with going on social media, hanging out where they're hanging out, seeing how they talk to their friends and their family and really getting an understanding of who they are. You have some uh demographics you can start with if there's a, a male at the, uh, who is 30 years old. You kind of can figure out what they like and dislike and what they need and you go based off your product and you uh see if it fits that and then you just start writing around that. Of course, it's not that simple, but you can just, but with the research, you can get a good idea of what to develop in the beginning and then move on from there. That makes sense. So are you saying, like, go to specific Facebook groups, look up specific Twitter tags? Is there other, can you give us some specifics there on how to find where my avatar is hanging out? Okay, well, for example, if you're on Twitter, uh, you can uh, maybe find someone that fits that demographic based on their profile. So start looking through people's profiles. Also use particular hashtags. So if you have a product that is uh, about soap, maybe you want to look at blogs uh, uh, who write about soap. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so you, so you want to begin to understand them, and then you look at particular hashtags like that and go through and see what people are talking about soap. <laughs> so maybe they use soap. Uh, they they like every to, day. Yeah, they like to use soap every day. Or they, they like to use soap for their car. So whatever it depends on what your uh, your product is, you can get a better understanding of what you need. But start. That makes yeah. Start start simple. It doesn't have to be hard. That makes sense. So let's talk about Twitter. I know you're a huge fan of Twitter. Are there? Um, are you saying that I just go out to Twitter? Twitter, not Twitter. Twitter and start looking up 
random people's ha- like random people or I'm sure you have a tool you're going to tell us all about that's going to give us a shortcut here, right? Well, of course you can go and uh, do random hashtags if you like. <laughs> but but there's also tools like Buzzsumo that can help you uh, get a better understanding of what what's going on in a particular re- arena. So you can go to that site, look up keywords that are uh, really hot and this trending and then you can go based off there so you know who's what, what's happening when and if it's a good time for you to start writing about this topic because you can write about a topic now and it might not hit it might be hit or miss but if you really if something is really trending and people are talking about it this is the time to jump on it and really start writing about it and get the word out there hey I have something to say and my business can provide uh, provide mm-hmm. you with this particular service or product. So for those that don't know how awesome this tool Buzzsumo is, can you tell us about that? Oh, well, well using tools, I always recommend people just go to the site. Okay. <laughs> I can talk about how great it is, which I know, and it is, I'm recommending it. Just go start using it. It's simple. We've come in, we're in an age of uh, we can show you as much as we can, but uh, you can just go use the tool. And, uh, and they also, of course, they have a, a, a free trial. <laughs> so, right. so you need to really get on there, start using it, and use it for your specific words so that you're getting the results that you need. But essentially is what it is, is you go to Sumo and you type in soap, and it will spit back, like, this article about soap was shared 5 million times on Pinterest and 200 times on LinkedIn and whatever, right? Like, that's the whole premise uh, of it. Correct. So you know what's, what's talk, what people are talking about right now and what people are are really uh, sharing, and that's what's important. You want to know who's sharing what, and um, right. and and that gives you an idea of, of who the also who the influencers are in that particular uh, arena. So if you know Soap.com is <laughs> getting all the shares, you might want to partner up with them or go read more about their blog posts and see if you can provide uh, that particular audience audience with something. Something a bit. Yeah, like what they're doing or even try to be more sexy about it, perhaps. Yes, yeah, so everybody likes sexy. <laughs> yeah, and so, <laughs> okay, rated R. Anyway, <laughs> um, other tools that you use in this research portion, do you have any others you want to tell us to go check out? Uh, also use Notifier. That's helping with promotion. It's a good tool by contentmarketer.com, uh, and that basically helps you notify people once you have created your post. So you have this great post, uh, and you mention all these cool influences, all these cool people, and basically you just put in your uh, URL, and it picks up all the people that uh, they are mentioning it, and then you can easily send them a tweet or an email uh, notifying them that you have mentioned them. So it makes it easier simple and uh, it gets to the point so that you don't have to waste time going back and forth trying to email people and find their email addresses and stuff like that. That's awesome. Okay, so now that we know what people are talking about and we have this brilliant idea for an article, what is the next step? We just sit down and write? Well, yes, you can sit down and write, really, but you want to start with an outline. So you've done your research, You want it's time to write an outline. Um, and that includes knowing that you might want to uh, include specific people, you might want to include specific quotes, um, data, um, images. So you're just gathering everything into one document and beginning that outline. I usually start off with just having one simple outline and then keep on, I keep adding to it. So after a while, I then have this great article. So <laughs> I do yeah. everything in pieces because sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially if you're a new content marketer, new to writing, uh, it can be overwhelming. So start with just having a certain checklist. So did you have your data? You wanted two or three 
uh, pieces of uh, data in that check if you wanted to add two quotes from a, a particular people check and then you go down that list so that you have a better understanding that you didn't miss anything and what you may need to include later that makes sense so um, let's talk a little bit you talked about notifier when I'm writing an article do you think it matters if it's all like my genuine ideas and thoughts or do you recommend quoting some influencers or do you have an opinion on that I prefer to give authority so I want to add as many people as possible so that it's just not coming from me. Of course, if you have particular pieces where it's about your opinion and it's about your experiences, of course, include that in the article and even have an opinion piece. But just label it as an opinion so that your audience knows the difference. So if you they keep saying I, 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 they may get confused as whether it's just you just talking 24-7 or will you include some outside research and who are you? So that's the first thing people yeah. will ask, who are you? So when I'm writing uh, my articles, I'm usually uh, writing for, for other uh, clients, so I always include outside sources from different um, case studies, uh, different research uh, uh, programs, and also from uh, top people in that particular field. And that gives me a general idea of who I need to be reaching out in uh, when it comes to uh, the promotion side. That makes sense. So when do you have any tips or tricks on which influencers to include? Like, do you want to reach out to, like, those A-listers, or do you want to go for more, like, people who know what they're talking about but maybe – aren't as famous as, like, you know, some A-listers <laughs> in the world? <laughs> well, Do you have an opinion? You always have to have a tier. So you always have low, middle, and high. So you might not be able to reach out to those uh, A-listers that are, uh, don't have, you know, you can't email them or they won't email you back. So instead, you might just want to quote their article. So that can, okay. it can uh, work as a quote. For other people that you maybe can reach out, uh, go to emailhunter.co. Uh, that's a great place Ooh. to get uh, uh, email addresses on <laughs> if you want to stalk somebody. <laughs> so you can get that email address from there, just uh, typing in the uh, web address, and it'll pop up and uh, it'll tell you if that email address is in their system, and that's free, uh, free too, I think, and then you can pay. I think it has also a paying option. But that's how I go about so finding out who the people in the field and then just hunting them down and see if they would like to add a particular quote uh, to, to my article. And that is, that really helps boost your credibility and want people to read the next sentence. Yeah. So do you feel like, do you have pretty good luck emailing people to get them to do a quote? Cause it seems like everyone's inundated with emails. Everyone gets asked favors. So do you have good luck with email or do you tweet them or like, what's your response rate on this kind of thing? If I don't know the person, I would usually tweet them, uh, first. Because a lot of people, if I first I notice if they're tweeting back to other people, because some accounts you can tell that people are just, um, they, just oh. they, they just tweet, they don't reply. So you can tell right then you shouldn't be tweeting them. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for the people that do reply, I just ask a question uh, if you have a quote, um, writing this and just friendly upfront. And most of the time I do get a, a response from that. Uh, if people are not, when we're on Twitter, people are more casual. So it's usually, oh, just uh, DM me. So I follow them. They follow me back. We go through a couple of exchanges on the DM, and then I get their email address and send them the, uh, the information uh, on that front. For other, uh, for other people, I have relationships already. 
So I already have their email addresses. Once I have it, I can just simply say, hey, I'm writing this article. Would you like to con contribute? Because they know that I'm writing for particular clients, and they always want to be, uh, th these people always want to be part of the conversation. So adding them is not as easy. So when you begin that process, if you have no one, keep people involved in what you're doing. So once you have, uh, you have a database, so you're not constantly reaching out to new people all the mm. time. That's good. So when you say keep a database, do you like literally have like an Excel spreadsheet or do you keep like a Twitter list or how do you organize that? Usually in Excel, uh, have, and I go by topic. So I know who is talking about what. <laughs> so I have their name, email address, Twitter handle, and what topics they want to discuss. Uh, they like to discuss or what their authority on. So I have that running list, and if anything pops up and I'm writing, oh, so-and-so can provide a great quote about this. Or, oh, so-and-so did a great research study on this. So, And also people, right now, people also pitch me a lot of stuff. Oh, include me in this, include me in that. And sometimes it's not a great fit at that particular time. So I keep them yeah. in the database and be like, oh, I have a new... I have a, something new, and if I need to use it, I'll add you in there. That's awesome. That's an excellent tip. So we're talking about creating content. One more question when it comes to content creation. A lot of people don't have the time to create quality content. Do you have any tips or tricks on how to carve out time to create quality content? I like to say just do it, <laughs> which is hard. That's so painful, though. <laughs> so painful. And I have to tell myself to do, just do it. But in Actually, I have a calendar. I have to set, uh, I set time to write. Um, I have my certain block of two hours, sometimes three hours, depending on the project. And then the, the importance is having my pre-work done, and that's why I call it the research. Mm. So, uh, so when I'm writing, it might take me three or four days, whatever the project is. So, for example, if it takes me, uh, if it's a three-day project, on day one, I'm doing the research finding everything I need to gather it. On day two, I'm writing, putting all uh, the data together, filling in, and on day three, I'm editing. So that's when I add other stuff that I missed, uh, looking for spelling errors, grammatical errors, and moving forth. And then on day four, I'm sending it to the, the particular client. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So let's talk about content promotion. So now we have the most awesome article ever. We've emailed, we've, we've quoted a lot of cool people. We have notifier notifying them that they're quoted in this. What else can I do to get people to see my content? All starts with, one, you can go to all your social uh, media networks. So if you're on LinkedIn, on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, start telling people about that. And also get uh, your friends, uh, uh, well, all the business associates to spread the word as well. So maybe you have a partnership with someone and if they produce an article, you share theirs and vice versa. So that can start with just social media getting the buzz. Also, since you contacted all your influencers uh, as well, you can start highlighting those people in your tweets so people can know that your article is not just the same old article. It has a specific person. So so-and-so is, is mentioned in this mm -hmm. article, and you can have the link with the graphic as well, and that helps. So does it seem so like, let's say, um, so, tell, so tell me if this is what you mean, and if it, there's something like it seems a little... Odd. So it's like, let's say I've never really talked to, um, uh, now I'm trying to think of someone famous, Kim Garst, for example, I'm doing a Facebook thing, okay? And like I write this article and I like 
include a quote that I have found on some website, but I've actually never really talked to her. Um, but I include her in my article. Are you saying then to go to Twitter and be like, hey, I've included Kim on this email or on this cool article. Like, is there something weird about me connecting my name to her even though she has no idea who I am? Well, it just depends on the industry. Some uh, industries are okay with that because they are mentioned. So now uh, Kim's PR manager can be like, oh, you're mentioning here. We can add this clip to the website. So they may- So that's totally legit. That's a totally legit way to do it. Yes, but it just depends on if that's a, a good practice in your industry. In other industries, it might be like, um, we didn't have a conversation. Don't use my name. Don't use yeah, my name. Like, and sometimes okay. you may have to read their privacy policies and um, stuff like that because some articles won't let you quote. They do not. You have to contact them before you quote them. So I see. I you see. need to just make sure you're on the up and up before you do that. And that's why that that's why you need to do your research beforehand so you're not breaking any uh any laws. <laughs> research. <laughs> but in general, like people will be like like people will be okay with you mentioning them, especially if it's a quote they've said and if you're mentioning them in a decent light, like they're not going to mind in general, right? Yes, in general. People want to know cuz right now I noticed that a few people have mentioned me but I didn't even know I found out months later and I would oh. <laughs> I would love to know where when I was mentioned at that particular time because even though they didn't reach out to me I would want to share that and I so I, I like you could have they totally missed out on yes. you sharing it yes. so <laughs> loser <laughs> they, try, they just need to try again next time that's what I'm yeah <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Okay, other things I can do for content promotion outside of tweeting other people who are included in my article and and going out to my certain social media. So also going to particular communities. So if you have, uh, if your industry has a forum or a community group online, like for marketers, there's inbound.org. We have also growth hackers. So those you want to go to those particular industry forums where people are posting articles and you can post your article as well and add to the discussion. Only thing with that, you also need to be contributing in the, com- in the community before you're just posting stuff. Okay, otherwise you're a spammer. Yes. <laughs> and a person. Okay. <laughs> okay, those are really excellent. Uh, anything else? And also with just promotion, you got to think of it as, oh, you're not just promoting day one. Once it's published, I'm promoting it on day one, that's it. No, you need to really think about a month-long campaign or a two-week campaign. Give yourself some time to really get some buzz going about what's happening. And also contact, um, for example, uh, people have weekly posts where they uh, they highlight articles from that week. Contact those newsletters or those uh, organizations. They may want to highlight your particular article. So keep in mind who's mentioning who and try to get part of that list. And two, mm. and two, think of it as a, a marathon and not a sprint. So you just don't want to promote everything on day one. You want to carry it out so that you're getting shares, you're getting uh, people to your site, uh, just not on day one. It's, it's a process. Okay, so excuse me for saying this, but it seems like you're giving us a lot of homework. Like, it <laughs> seems like if I had this goal, this lofty goal of blogging, say, or writing a cool article like two times a week, like all of this homework you just gave us um, is going to make it like nearly impossible. I'm going to have to cut that down to once a week. Do you have an opinion on if I 
like take a shortcut on all of your steps and do a blog post twice a week and kind of sort of promote it or if I like put all of my heart and soul into one decent article maybe every other week and like go after it like you've told us to today do you have an opinion on that probably be best to do one a week and just really go promote as much okay. as possible of if you if you're going in other words it's better is you don't want to go halfway on two when you can just go whole on one so you want right. to keep that in mind so if you're going to give for 120 percent uh don't split it up into 60 60 where you can just give it give you all on one post so do the Fair one enough. post promote it like your life depended on it <laughs> okay okay let's talk about you for a minute shayla so these um big companies come to you and you write content for them so first of all how obviously you produce quality content but like as a business owner and I don't hire you how how can I maintain quality content when I delegate this to someone who is not me or in my company like to maintain that to make sure they're saying what I want to say how I want to say it well, the, any of the first thought with having some type of editorial guidelines. So what do you want in a particular post? And I mean very detailed editorial contents from word count to the image size mm. of, the, of, the feature, uh, of the feature image. You, you want everything to a T. We don't, we don't use the Oxford comma. <laughs> like you want, wow. you want people <laughs> to know your, what your blog post standard is and that they can follow it. Also have a rubric, so you might want to give your freelance writer a rubric and say, oh, so they can check off, so they'll know that they're mentioning it. We want two data, uh, two pieces of data in each post. We want uh, three quotes from anybody from this particular list. So if you do the, the work up front in telling people what to do, you go have that for every freelance writer that comes your way. So once you do it, it's done, and then you'll have it. So that's very important, but I always tell uh, clients that, That'll be the most helpful thing that you can do for me is just have editorial guidelines that are to the T so that I can follow step by step. And, of course, things change and you may have to switch things, but that's fine. But having that baseline is important. That makes sense. So do you happen to have, like, an example editorial content guideline that you send to your big customers or do they usually just have it? You don't send them an example. And well, when I'm coming to them, they usually should have editorial guidelines for me. Okay. But I have created editorial guidelines for a company so they can have for their free, for the entire team. And that awesome. basically is talking with their content marketing manager and seeing uh what what standard they would like their blog posts uh or their blog to be in the future. And that's just having that discussion does this matter? Again, some people don't care about the comma, some people don't care about AP style. Like, you have to have that conversation because if not, you're going to get uh, your quality of your content is not going to be up to par. And then it also helps you when you're hiring people because if they can't meet that standard, you know they are not the particular writer for you. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I think it all, I mean, it's it's worth mentioning, like, yeah, you can go to Fiverr and have some dude who doesn't even know, you know, what the Oxford comma is, like myself, <laughs> and <laughs> they can write you an article, or you can, like, go to Shayla, and she is going to write you, like, an amazing article that is shareworthy, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Because the Fiverr article may not get as many shares as Shayla's article, think, is all I'm saying. I think the Fiverr article may not be readable. 
just depends. It just depends. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, that's that's some excellent information. Okay. So um, before I let you go, I only have a few more minutes of your of your time. I know you're a huge fan of Twitter, and it's probably one of your favorite social media outlets. Can you tell us why you like it? Any special Twitter tips on how to make those connections on Twitter and how to like utilize Twitter? I love Twitter because it's just short bursts of information. Uh, that's what attracted me to it. I was on Facebook a little bit, and I still am, but I don't use it for particular reasons to connect. So Twitter is my connection like fairy. Uh, <laughs> so the best thing uh, to do when you're like, we want to reach out to people and have relationships, first follow them, of course, retweet them, respond to, if they, somebody may actually ask a question, respond to them so that they can know your name. That, that's the easiest thing you can do. If you have an answer, respond to them. Um, yeah, but how do I know if it's like I've followed them and they're sending me out this just lame response asking a question because everybody that is added, they ask the same question to. Like, how do you know, like, which ones do you respond to or do you respond to them all? Well, no. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, not DMs. I'm talking about on their timeline. So let's say if an influencer asks, uh, in, uh, can you uh, give me uh, a book, a uh, good book that's to read right now? Respond. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like they're not really asking you; they're just yeah. in general. In general. I okay. So they're asking for uh, recommendations in general. Uh-huh. Give your recommendation again. That they notice the name, they're reading it because they asked for it. So they, yeah, and just and they may respond if they say thanks. Just uh, like their tweet, like stuff like that to keep. Because you gotta think in notifications. It tells you who liked it, who retweeted it. So, again, your name is popping up. And we want that, of course, that marketing thing of seven's, you know, seven is a charm. You need people to see something seven times before they actually realize it. So you want to do that. And also mention them. That's why you need to mention uh, people's names and stuff so that they can see it. Because if they are checking, if this person is really checking their Twitter account, they see that you mentioned them. So just constantly putting your name in the forefront of where they can see you. That's awesome. Wonderful tips. All right. Before I let you go, tell everybody how to find you, the best way to contact you, and most importantly, how we get in touch with you to do some amazing writing for us. We just talked about it. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> so at me at Shayla Price, S-H-A-Y-L-A-P-R-I-C-E. And I'll okay. be happy to talk to you. I'm always looking for opportunities to collaborate. So hit me up on there. And she will respond on Twitter. Yes. So tweet her. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you for your time today, Shayla. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay with TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.